Welcome to Missouri Farm Bureau's podcast, uh, Digging In. Today, you have Clarissa Cawthorn um, and Tanner Clark, both two young farmers and ranchers. Um, just going to talk to you a little bit about our involvement here with Missouri Farm Bureau and for Tanner, his experiences um, at a national level and uh, what type of commitment it takes to do a little bit of everything. So, Tanner, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having us here today, Clarissa. We appreciate it. Um, my wife, Carrie, and I got involved in Farm Bureau in about 2014 or so uh, on a county level, and then quickly moved into a state position where we was on a statewide FNR committee, and then has worked our way up into the national committee where we're getting ready to finish our second year term there. Awesome. Uh, Tanner, I know that you served as chair a few years after I did. So I talked to a lot of your committee members and they walked away loving you. How was building those relationships with those folks? What was it like? Uh, it was great. You know, that was one of our highlights of, of being involved in Farm Bureau as a Young Farmers Ranchers program. And just the networking opportunities. Uh, when we, Carrie and I kind of first come to our first wife in our conference, uh, we got to kind of re-meet some people that we went to college with and kind of uh, build those relationships back that we'd lost for a while. Uh, and then just kind of got asked to be on that wife and our committee and then just quickly uh, built new relationships and met people that from all over the state that we'd never been able to meet any other way. And so just kind of started feeding off one another on, you know, what's row crop production like in Northwest Missouri or Northern Missouri and, and what's uh, rice and boot hill, you know, what's that compared to? Cause where we're from is strictly cow calf country. So it was, okay. it was neat, neat to be able to, to learn different things about agriculture across the state and just kind of networking opportunities and you get to know one another and, and just relationships naturally build and naturally form. And uh, it wasn't nothing that was uh, pushed or tried for. It was just kind of something that just come naturally and worked well. Good. So. Good. So you just talked about you come from cow-calf country, right? So Andrew and I farm in Audrain County. Uh, we do cow-calf pears and then also row crops. So Tanner, tell us about home for you. How's that different than us? Uh, so ours, we're kind of in the Ozarks down by Douglas County, Ava, Missouri. Uh, very rolling hills, hardwoods, uh, very, very little row crop country, hardly any. Yeah. Uh, it's all pretty much cow-calf production. That's what I grew up in. That's uh, what I enjoyed. I always wanted to kind of come back to the farm and do that. Went to school at Missouri State University. Got a degree in animal science, come back home and was able to partner with my family and start farming. And we continued to grow that farm. So uh, it was able to provide an income for me to be able to, to make a living and provide for my family. Um, so we raise pretty much uh, cow-calf production. We do all Angus cows. We also do some uh, backgrounders, some heifers. We, we breed some heifers. We retain all ownership of our females. Awesome. And then we'll breed them and sell them as replacement replacement females or we'll replace some older cows in our herd and turn them back in there uh, we also do a lot of steers we used to send them to feedlots in kansas as the demand kind of grew here in the last few years on direct consumer marketing we tried to kind of start pushing that more to where we're selling local either butcher beef uh, through our storefront that we have or uh holes and halves off yeah. the farm so we've been able to do that uh, and that's been a great asset and, and something to kind of work towards and definitely a learning curve with that uh, and then we also do uh, race some embryo calves uh, okay. and sell them as a profit and uh, added income right off the top incentive. And so that's been a, a, a nice little deal to, uh, in the cattle business, the answer to making more money is not always run more cows. It's how can I make every dime off every calf that I produce. And that's kind of one goal we've been able to try to do is whether it be replacement females, butcher beef or embryo calves. 
Awesome so. tanner. So with that, you've got full scale operation from yes, from tail to head, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, how do you get away from home then to come to Farm Bureau things? How do you find that value or time to do that? It's been very difficult at times, uh, but here in the last few years, it's, it's become easier. Uh, we have grown our business on our farm, so it's been able to add uh, some additional assets where we can hire another employee. Uh, my wife's family also owned a fertilizer plant and feed store, so we bought that out a couple of years ago and owned that. And so with that, we was also able to hire some additional help. And so this past year, we were able to hire my brother-in-law full-time to come back and help us on the farm, and that's been a great asset. So we can be able to get away and come to things like these and mingle and network and build relationships and, and rekindle old relationships that we had and be able to know that our farm and our operations back home are in good hands and well taken care of. And well so, worth the being away from home, right? You've very enjoyed much so. your time. Very much so. I would ha- it, it, it's a time commitment, um, but it's never one that you'll regret. I think you said to me earlier today that it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It is, you know. And so my wife and I, we've, we've taken that opportunity. It's been something that we've cherished and loved and wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, you know, it's like I said earlier, you know, we've got to meet people from all over the state. And serving on the national committee, we've got to meet people from all over the country and farming everything from uh, cotton to cattle to corn to crawfish to sugarcane, you name it, alligators, uh, meeting segments of agriculture that you never would have thought you'd ever got to meet. And so meeting those people all through Farm Bureau, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It was definitely well worth every minute of time we've invested in yeah lifelong friends andrew and i always talk about those folks that we've met across counties that we know we can call someone in about any part of missouri and have a friend right True. so you probably have that opportunity now tanner coming off of afbf wife and r uh as andrew and i step on we will start here at the end of march and it will be the last of your tenure tell us about it tell us about your experiences um the top and bottom uh, it's kind of a bittersweet moment. You know, uh, it's a very demanding uh, position. Uh, I serve as vice chair, just kind of finishing up that term uh, when we come to Fusion in March. Um, but again, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, I would not trade that for anything in the world. It's been very demanding. Uh, so it would be kind of nice, I guess, to get some of that time back a little bit to, to put back into the family and put back into the farm. But I've loved, I've loved every minute of it. You know, it's been uh, a truly an amazing opportunity. You you and Andrew will have the time of your life, and I, I think you guys are, have a lot to look forward to. Um, but it's been it's been an awesome experience with that. Good, good. What has been your favorite part of American Farm Bureau, Young Farmers and Young Ranchers? What was your favorite moment, or what has it been? I don't know if I can pinpoint one, one favorite moment, because there's just been so many. You know, we've got to travel, see a lot of the country. Uh, like I said, also meet meet people from all over, all over the country, and and, and build those relationships, and and meet people that agriculture. You know, when I when I live in Missouri, and I kind of think of, of cattle, and and corn and soybeans, and kind of your basic, kind of pretty common agriculture. You know, meeting people uh, from South Louisiana that uh, grow rice in the summer and then crawfish it in the winter. You know, and just you know, I understand rice. We got some of that in Missouri. But just kind of meeting these people on little pieces of agriculture that would have never thought anything of. Um, uh, We do a connect call every month, and so we try to highlight different segments of agriculture. So a couple months ago, we had some people from Massachusetts that did um, cranberries. And so just kind of meeting cranberry producers. And just all these people that make agriculture come full circle and every aspect of it, just 
getting to meet these people and learn about their agriculture. And you, I felt like going into the Young Farmers Ranchers Committee, I was pretty knowledgeable. I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on agriculture and realized right quick there was a lot of it I didn't know anything about, you know. So yeah. that's been been excellent. Yeah. I often get that um, sentiment a lot that folks think they know a lot about a farm about Farm Bureau in general. So as you get deeper into it and learn more and learn about more people, um, what is the one aspect about Farm Bureau you wish folks knew more about? I know there's a common, I guess, misconception a little bit on Farm Bureau is just insurance. And that is true. It's insurance-driven organization, but it's also an organization that's there to represent farmers across the country. And I know it feels like a lot of times it's they only cater to big ag and that is not true you know uh they're truly a place for everybody to have a voice in farm bureau whether you got five acres and a couple feeder pigs or several thousand acres in corn or you have an individual that runs two hundred fifty thousand acres of sugar cane that's friends with and so i mean there's truly a voice in agriculture through farm bureau for everybody and that's one thing I would like people to kind of understand and realize that we want their opinion and their opinion matters. Yeah. So you've probably learned that a bunch with these planning committees. I know I did um, serving as chair back in 16, 17 timeframe that every part of the committee did every bit as much as work as everyone else. So that's even on a larger scale for Fusion mm-hmm. and AFBF. So talk to us about that planning and what you guys have planned for March. So Fusion uh, is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, that is where... Uh, young farmers, ranchers, women's leadership, and promotions and education uh, all come together, plan a uh, conference, uh, and host, uh, like I said, women's leadership, PE, and young farmers, ranchers from all over the country. We're going to host that this year in Jackson. We have a couple of keynote speakers that's lined up that just kind of got confirmed there a few days ago. Uh, they're not releasing names yet, they're kind of still building suspense on that. Uh, they should be released here within the week, uh, but it's going to be a great time. Uh, President Zippy Duvall will be there. He's always a thrill to have in somebody that he's our AFBF president, uh, but really knocks out of the park as a keynote speaker. He does a very good job really kind of putting his emotion and, and telling his story on why he's involved in Farm Bureau. And he'll be one of our keynote speakers that we'll have there. And I would highly recommend anybody that hasn't been able to hear him uh, either come and join us at Fusion or if they can log on virtually, uh, be sure to catch him. He, he, he knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Zippy is a wonderful man, has a uh, vivacious personality, for lack of better words. That Georgia definitely comes yeah. out of him quite a bit, yeah. right? So, And he's always very welcoming in a group, I feel like. So I get to serve on the National IAC Energy Committee, and Zippy knows people in the room and makes you feel welcome right away. So I hope some of you that are listening to this take the opportunity to fusion or um, AFBF annual meetings so that you can see the man in real life at some point as well. So... Um, Tanner, any closing remarks? What are we missing here? So I'll just kind of get back to what Zippy uh, one for a moment. He he has two sayings that I that I I steal or use quite often uh, that I really enjoy. And one is get outside of your fence rows. You know that was one thing he said his dad pushed a lot was you know you can farm all that you want on your home farm and your home operation and you can have all the ideas in the world and you can know all the issues and all the complaints and everything that's wrong but if you don't get out of outside of your fence rows how are you ever going to improve that you know how are you going to talk to people legislators and congressmen and men and women that can that can change agriculture and change what directly affects us if you never get outside of your fence rows so that was one big push that he has uh, another one that kind of goes along with that is 
if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And so that kind of goes to speak to all of us, you know, as I said earlier, you know, we all have a voice in agriculture and, you know, if you're not being willing to step up and fill that gap and make your voice heard, then decisions are going to be made about you, whether you're there or not. Yeah. So. 100%. As Tanner says that, we are recording here um, at Missouri Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers Conference where there are about 600 seats in our room. So we have lots of folks having the chance to be at the table this weekend. Um, if you could give one suggestion to someone to attend a or annual meeting next year or Young Farmers and Ranchers Conference, should they do it? Why should they do it? Most definitely. I think it will be time well invested, best spent. Uh, the one piece of advice I would kind of like to throw out there is if it's your first time, your fifth time, whatever is, is always be open to meeting new people. You know, go to a table that you know absolutely nobody there and just sit down and just have a conversation. And within a few minutes, you will find a common core that you'll strike and can start building those relationships. It may be a little bit awkward, um, but as they also kind of teach us or kind of push towards us quite a bit on the AFBF Live in our committee is be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, make those moments and, and make the best out of them and who knows where to come out of them. So as you come to these conferences, uh, be engaged, be active, meet new people uh, and just take it all in and really enjoy the moment. Yeah. Make sure that people know your face and know your name, right? Exactly. And you get to know others at that same time. So guys, I think that's about it for us today. We thank you so much for listening to Tanner Clark and Clarissa Cawthorn. Uh, we hope to rub shoulders with you at a fusion conference or annual meeting. Um, we're back here at Margaritaville where many of us call home. So thanks for your time.